This is the Physical Activity Researcher Podcast, a podcast for researchers of sedentary behavior, physical activity, and sports. Join for a relaxed dialogue about research design, practicalities, and, well, anything related to research. Learn from your fellow researchers useful and relevant information that does not fit into formal content and limited space of scientific publications. And here is your host, researcher and entrepreneur, Ollie Tikkanen. Welcome, everyone. We are going to have a special episode today, and I'm honored to have the guest of today's episode. He is Professor of Physical Activity and Health in the University of Southern Queensland. He has written numerous books related to psychology and mental health of physical activity and sedentary behavior. He has published hundreds of scientific articles and been cited over 40,000 times. He is the first ever guest to be visiting for the second time in this podcast, and his episode has been the most listened episode. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our guest, Professor Stuart Biddle. Welcome, Stuart. Oh, thanks, Ollie. It's great to be back a second time. I, I could make a joke and say perhaps they didn't understand me the first time, but I'm sure we'll have a good second uh, discussion on on your excellent podcast. Thanks, thanks for the invitation. Yeah, thanks, thanks a lot for taking time in these special times. So, so two weeks ago, about we had a plan to discuss about mental health and career development, but. We didn't know much. Just in mere two weeks, world has changed drastically. After that, more than 200,000 people have been infected by coronavirus and more than 8,000 8, have died to it globally. More than 50 countries have closed their borders. Several countries are in a lockdown and most countries are advising for so-called social distancing. 119 countries have closed schools and over 850 million children are affected. As a psychology expert, what are your thoughts of the situation? Yes, indeed, Ollie, it's a, it's a drastic situation. And um, I, I'm even though I'm in my mid-60s now, this is something I've never experienced in my lifetime. And... I think we can probably take two major issues here that we might want to discuss. And before I, 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 um, I perhaps suggest what those two are, I should say that obviously my expertise is in physical activity and health and mental health, uh, rather than uh, too many issues around uh, infectious diseases. So I, I think the context mm. that we're in which is um, the important thing and, and, and how we can understand that and how we can perhaps um, uh, change one or two aspects of our environment to, to make things a little bit better is what I'll focus on. So the two, two issues for me, one is the, the wider sort of mental health issues around changing social circumstances. So, for example, being at home working or just being at home much more, that that in itself is is an issue and then of course secondly how about physical activity how about sedentary behavior in our new um environmental context so that th those would be and of course the two are related so, so 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 perhaps those are the two issues that i think we we might have a discussion on but i'm happy to go in uh, in in other directions of course 
Mm, I, I think those are really, really interesting. Like most of the, or many countries have closed all sport and exercise facilities. People don't commute anymore to workplaces and they're at home. How how do you see the routines in in daily life, but also in in physical activity and sedentary behavior being affected? Yes, that's right. I, th- I think first of all, um, the if we take the, the 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 one situation where people are being either required or, or strongly advised and. and guided to work more from home and and let me be the first to say I know not everybody can do that but for those who are uh, required to work much more at home you have got this changing situation where either people are um, out of routine or they don't know how to set up a routine or how, how to go about their work and there's been mm. a lot written on this recently and and, and it, there will be a lot of individual differences so for example I've always worked a fair bit from home, not all the time, of course. And I found yeah. it a really good environment. I've set up my office in, in my house. I'm fortunate, fortunate enough to be able to do that. And I find myself being pretty productive when I work from home. And I've done that for 40 years. But yeah. I, I appreciate that working five five days a week, at least from home, uh, present, presents more, more challenges. So I think a routine is one, like getting up, going to work. Well, where am I going to work? Oh, I'm going to work in my house, but I'm still going to work. And then I mm. finish work and I, I, you know, stop work and, and sort of, you know, go home. Well, actually, I don't go home because I'm already home. But so there's a routine that I think is really important. And I've actually got a colleague who much prefers to get dressed in work clothes, even though she works uh, from home. And that's an interesting one because it, she's psychologically then prepared to start and then presumably to finish work in a, in a good sort of routinized way. So I, I think that's quite an important, um, you know, po- point to make as a starter. Yeah. So you, you're saying that you should still have some kind of strong routine. How do you start the work and how do you stop the work? And I, I think the dressing up is is interesting. I think there's... There's some studies showing that, for example, when normal people put on a medical professional's white jacket, they start to pay more attention in detail and they get better scores in some tests. So I think how we dress up affects how we feel about ourselves and how we mm. think about. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I mean, that's absolutely right. Of course, there'll be individual differences. And uh, I, actually looking back on my career, it's quite funny how I've changed my uh, sort of preferences for dressing up, and it, they partly reflect um, um, styles and, and norms at the time. I mean, I remember being quite horrified when I saw uh, males not no longer wearing ties, uh, but having an open neck shirt. You know, this is this came in what ten. Mm. 10 years or so ago became quite fashionable and now it's the norm and <laughs> why I thought that at the time I don't know but um, so we go through phases but I, I think this idea of um, you know either dressing appropriately or certainly getting a routine that you're now in your office if that's what you do from home and that is work time uh, that's very very important I think yeah. Mm. And how do you see then the physical activity and 
and sedentary behavior routines. I was talking with some people uh, before, and they said said that they are actually more inactive when they are at home because in the offices where they work or premises, they need to walk to for the lunch. They need to walk to different offices, walk to meeting. But at home, they are kind of stuck. How do you how do you mm-hmm. see it personally? How do you see it you know, from yes. the Yes, I, I yes, I agree with that. I mean, whilst I may not um, have hard and fast evidence, I think what you've said is is absolutely right. It makes good sense that when you're in uh, an office, let's take an, a university academic for for example, as I am, then yes, you, you've ex- you've described it perfectly. Um, and in fact, I I, uh, I actually actively commute to work anyway. I, I walk. Uh, there's a sh- there's a short hilly walk for me, or there's a longer flatter cycle route and and I alternate these so if I don't go into my office I immediately lose 40 minutes of uh, that physical activity so Mm. it's quite interesting um, from from that point of view and I think from the home environment we are generally more sedentary we're unlikely to have facilities that allow us to for example have us have a sit to stand uh, desk uh, or we might not even have thought about it and, and obviously, we won't have much in the way of uh, exercise facilities. So I think we need to be a bit more creative. And under the current circumstances, uh, we need to be planning much more for these activity breaks. So let me, let me just say something about, about that in a general sense, then we can, mm. we can perhaps uh, pick that up in more detail. So I think there, it's worth mentioning that you could do your physical activity and exercise in uh, several different ways. Uh, the traditional way, of course, is is to set aside half an hour or 40 minutes and do something uh, reasonably continuous. That might, of course, involve walking uh, or running outside. And, and my understanding that is it's still safe to do as long as you're not uh, next to other people. So yeah. that's one alternative. Uh, and it's probably not a bad idea to get out of the house if, if, that, if, if at all possible for, for mental health reasons. The second one might be to say, well, look, I've got this work environment at home. I'm quite sedentary. How do I break that up in small but regular ways? And uh, there are two ways you can do that. First of all, you can create some kind of standing work environment. Um, And if you haven't got a desk that allows that, then there might be something else. So I I can see in, in my home office here, I've got an elevated uh, filing cabinet, which I can stand mm. at. It's not perfect. It's not quite at the right height, but it allows me to, to stand and maybe check some papers or look at the iPad or something like that. Or I can walk into my uh, kitchen area and I've got this elevated um, partition, uh, which is like an elevated shelf. And actually, it's the perfect height for me to be working on my laptop and... and um, uh, and reading papers and, and so on. Uh, and actually, we have a standing desk upstairs anyway. So I mm. think there are ways of, of having low-cost, um, uh, you know, ad hoc uh, ways of breaking up your sitting to carry on working but in a, in a standing position. And then the final one, so you've got, the, you've got the prolonged exercise, that's fine. You've got the breaking up of sitting, that's fine. But then a mm. kind of hybrid of that is to say, could I break up my sitting and do a little bit of exercise at the same time? So it's not too disruptive to my 
uh, work, um, but I get a little bit more intensity and a little bit more stimulation to the body. And one way to do that is every, let's say, every half an hour, your phone um, uh, reminds you that uh, you need to do something. Uh, and it might be for a minute. It might be for, for, for less. It might be for more. And it might be just simple exercises on the floor, sit-ups, press-ups, uh, stretches, yoga exercises, uh, and, and what have you. And uh, I, I've been doing that, and I, f- I find that quite an effective way. And you can accumulate, you know, eight to, to 15 uh, bouts of these exercises uh, relatively easily um, in the day, depending how quickly you set the, uh, the reminders. So, so I, I think those alternatives need, need to be thought of. It doesn't have to be a fancy homemade uh, gym uh, that allows you to do these things. So you could actually see this as a good opportunity as there are not other people, colleagues seeing you doing, there's no norms, you you have more freedom to do so. You Would you suggest this kind of combining the breaks and kind of small exercise session for, for most of the people? Yeah, I think you've got to go with what people are comfortable with and what they prefer and what suits their, their circumstances. Um, for example, if, if a family has young children and they're finding this quite a difficult situation with too much time in the house altogether, then a bit of fun exercise uh, as a family would be great. But of course, you don't want to you know, make that an hour-long session where the kids get bored. So you might want to do a little bit of you know, 10, 15 minutes of, of dancing and and then move on to something else. So I think it's it's very much individualized um, to personal preferences and personal circumstances. I, I really don't like to be too prescriptive when it comes to mm. the types of physical activity that you do. Mm. Yeah, and actually the family and kids is quite important question at the moment as as <laughs> more than 100 20, 20 countries have closed the schools and many of them have closed the kindergartens also and you're mm-hmm. not allowed to it's not advised to have the grandparents taking care as they mm-hmm. are in the risk group so yeah please go on yeah no that's right you're absolutely right ollie and 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 I have read some work where, uh, you know, just some comments on social media and so on, where sometimes we can underestimate how difficult it is for some families to uh, do some of these behaviors. So, you know, it's probably easy for me to say, oh, yeah, you can set up a gym in your house. You can do this. You can do that. And and then somebody comes back and says, hang on a minute. I don't have the resources. I've got four children running around my feet driving me crazy. I've got no other help. What do I do? And whilst I'm saying that, that, whilst I'm not saying that they can't do anything, you know, I think we have to be very mindful that some people are in more difficult circumstances than others. Having said that, I'm sure we could, it would be good for all of us mentally and physically to, to take a break from the stresses and strains right now and the routines and say, come on, let's have a bit of physical activity Let's 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 be crazy. Let's do a dance. Let's make ourselves look silly, and um, mm-hmm. well, and I think most people would go for that. Um, but but I'd hate to be too uh, prescriptive on this, as I say. Yeah, no, I I fully agree with that. So, what would be your practical tip, like 
this is a new situation. How do you make a new routine like this? What what are the steps? Yeah, so <clears throat> this is a good question. So we're talking about um, a new context, and so we're probably not used to being in the house as much as we are, and therefore we're not used to fitting in, let's say, bouts of, of physical activity or bouts of exercise. So you're absolutely right. How do we create that routine, and how do we create what we might call a habit? And um, habits actually are typically uh, developed when um, we we get a um, an environment or or a situation that triggers us doing something, and and that's why um, you know if you walk into your building at work and it has a as a lift or an elevator and and you don't see the stairs anywhere and you just get into the elevator and up you go that becomes routinized and it becomes habitual uh, you, mm-hmm. and for a lot of people they walk into the building and they don't say to themselves now then where are the stairs where's the uh, elevator which one shall i they don't go through all that thinking mm. process because they've already routinized it unfortunately in that case i mean if they did the same for the stairs and they climb the stairs every day as i do <laughs> of course then um the the, the habit has, has worked in our favor you know but but you know that that's my that's my job to um make sure i do these things so um, I've, you know, fortunately on in that occasion, I, I've chosen the, the healthy option. I'm sure there are other habits that I've got in my life that are maybe not so so healthy. So, so the first mm. thing then is to get a um, to recognize the environment that you're in and try to make it work in your favor. So, so one thing you might do is to say, well, h- how do I prompt myself to to get into a habit of doing some exercises? Well, if you've got a little yoga mat or you've got a towel that you can put on the floor that makes it a bit more comfortable to to lie on to do some exercises then make sure that's there and available um and you don't have to go and dig it out of a cupboard every time you want to do something um make sure you've got uh, a bit of music available that, that you like to listen to when you do exercise and it's very easy to flick it on and off you go with your your bit of exercise um you need something or perhaps on your phone to prompt you to, to do something. Um, and, and so all these sort of prompts, these environmental cues that you got cr- start to create a little bit of a routine. And, that, and, that, and if it's done often enough, um, it's, it's a, little bit of a, a little bit of a habit. Habits themselves are quite tough to, to create in the true sense if mm. if they involve a lot of physical effort but you know we're moving towards that by doing doing these different different things and and the and then the final bit I'll say now and then we 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 can discuss it more if you like is if if these behaviors doing those exercises doing the dancing with your kids or whatever is reinforcing and is pleasurable and I say pleasurable in in the sort of wider sense uh, it makes mm. you feel good um, maybe it's even socially reinforcing, you're doing something together, then that also helps. It, it reinforces it and, and you you want to come back for more, to put it simply. So I think all of those things mm. uh, could be made practical and, and, and uh, helpful to people to get into a little bit of a, a little bit more of a routine. Yeah, yeah, those those are really good tips. So basically, creating 
all kind of prompts in your house that will remind you of doing activity, which can be visual, mm. which can be music, which can be alarms, uh, many kind of kind of things. And how how is it you you said that it it's pleasurable or it's social? Now it's it's difficult it to be social because most of the sport facilities are closed. You shouldn't be meeting people when you're outside. You should keep the distance of two meters. So a lot of the social element has been now removed from people's exercise and physical activity routines. How do you see this this social challenge? Yes, that's that, that's right. It has. Although I think there are at least two ways we could think of that. One is that you can still be social within the house um, by doing things. Uh, you know, families are going to be together in the house. I mean, unless there's some drastic, you know, problem with with, with the virus for for one person who has to be isolated. But you, you know, at the moment, if we're keeping our our distance to prevent getting the virus, then we're we're in a social context within the house. And we 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 can be socially reinforcing in in, in that way, um, and do the exercises together. Um, uh, so I, mm. I, there's an app I, I've used on 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 my phone. I, I won't say what it is because it's not a perfect app, but there are many apps out there that prompt you to do certain exercises at certain times in the day. So. Mine prompts me every hour. I'd actually like it to be a little bit more often than that, but I can't seem to change it. Now, when I do that, with, and I've done that in work as well prior to the coronavirus situation, we did that in work and I've done it at home. And it's often quite a good social thing to do because you know, you can all, you're doing the exercises together and it's a kind of little bit of a, a laugh to, to, to do it together. So, so that's one social thing. So if the fact that you can't go to your local sports club is disappointing, but you can still be social in the house. The other one is you could, and I've seen this being offered um, now, is sort of more online social connectedness with exercise. So, so people will offer online leadership, basically a video, I guess, that you can join in, um, and it's a virtual exercise class. And when you think back to uh social contact in its widest sense um you know when i was a student in the united states back in the 1970s i had no way of electronically communicating with my parents back in the uk of course i could pick mm -hmm. up a phone but it was too expensive so i used to write letters and of course now we have the uh, wonderful advantage of um online uh, you know, communication through through Skype and WhatsApp and, and, and all these different interfaces. So maybe we can use those to our advantage, A, to be socially connected without being physically close to somebody, and maybe even using them for physical activity uh, situations where exercise leaders set something up and, and, and you can join in. So maybe a bit of creative thinking, we, we can do something there. Yeah, I, I I fully agree. And and you said about the app that you are actually exercising together. Could you clarify a little bit more how how it works? Yeah, it's it's extremely simple, and I think it could be improved to be honest. But uh, you 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 set it off. Uh, well, you set it off first thing in the morning if that's what you want to do, and then every hour it prompts you to do an exercise. 
Um, and you can then track your number of exercises you've done throughout the day, week, and, and, and month. It's extremely basic, um, and there are lots of problems with well, problems, but little things that I'd like to change. But essentially, it's prompting me every hour to, you know, get up if I'm sitting to do something. And and mm-hmm. they have nice diagrams actually of, of the exercises. So that's fine. Absolutely no no problem with that. I think we could we could probably make a better one, but and then there probably are better ones out there. But uh, and I quite like that if I'm at home and I, I sometimes feel I'm getting into a bit of a rut um, mm. with, with uh, you know too much sitting, not enough uh, moving and standing. Yeah, I I actually know also one one app where you. You kind of do in a in a work community. You do the exercises at the same time. If you're in the same location, you actually do it in the same room, but you can do it in distance also. That yeah. it includes like three exercises. You do one minute of each, and if you're doing in distance, you still see that now the some person locked in. You see the name, and then you kind of can feel that we are still doing this together. That we are still. Yeah still yeah. acting even though you cannot see or talk in in that app but i think it's yeah. it's really interesting and, yeah and i I, and I, I i think that sorry ollie you you finish sorry i interrupted go. no please go well i was thinking that um that this first of all we're in um exceptional times and so i think we need to be creative and we need to be accepting that there are lots of different ways we we could um try to get physical activity into our day and, and so on that said, I think you know not everybody would like will like every alternative that's offered to them, and I think we need to be sympathetic with that um, and uh, just try and steer them towards alternatives that they could choose from. And uh, for example, I, I actually quite like doing uh, yoga exercises in my house with an app, another app that um, talks me through the yoga exercises. It's very nice. It's got nice background music, and it, it's very professionally done. Uh, that may not suit everybody else, but it, it suits me very nicely. Uh, so I think it's horses for courses, as we say, trying to fit it into people's preferences, but give them a menu of, of options, and uh, hopefully they can choose something that that, that, that they like. Yeah, and I I think even though this is this is a difficult times, I think it's also a big opportunity as as the technology is there, the video calls are the apps, this the technology is is there. But I think now we are forced to use it, whether it's it's having the meetings uh, from distance or actually doing doing exercise things. So I think there's there's a big chance. How do you see? how will the will the culture be different in in two months six months i don't know when this is going to end but after this yeah that's a very interesting uh question isn't it i guess none of us really know the answer but yeah we are being um well first of all we do have the advantage of technology that we didn't have in previous generations and so the social physical social isolation can be somewhat alleviated by um, online communication. We can do more work from home for certain jobs, at least. I can do pretty much all my work from from home at the moment. Um, And we have these options of 
uh, being prompted by technology to be physically active or um, relaxation, um, videos and, and apps and, and what have you. So there are lots of alternatives that we can use. So we're very fortunate in that regard. Whether people will continue to use these in uh, in, in the months ahead after the, the virus has subsided, who knows? You know, we, we, we do know in behavior change research that um, a lot of changes that people make to the behavior are relatively short-lived and people bounce back to their old habits. But, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. But certainly we've got good opportunities right now to at least help in a, in a small way. Mm, yeah. Let's have a short break and hear a few words from our sponsor. This podcast is sponsored by Fibian. Fibian is an accurate sitting and physical activity tracking device and analysis platform. It is a great tool for projects that aim for behavior change in sedentary behavior and incidental physical activity. Fibian provides easy-to-understand PDF and web browser reports for participants. Other features include comparisons to recommendations, linking results to health risks, achievement cards, and interactive goal-setting tool. In addition, Fibian provides an API that allows for easy integration to other systems and applications. Learn more about Fibian at fibian.com research. Fibian. From researchers to researchers. So with all these changes now now happening, how do you see the people's mental health will be during these special times? Yeah, I guess the key issues will be around, first of all, anxiety around the virus itself. Um, mm. Anxiety either about their own health or, or other people's health. That that's That's fairly obvious. And then I think in terms of the change social context of um, uh, staying at home or, or, or trying to work from home or, or w- whatever they have will, will be around uh, some social uh, issues, maybe social isolation, less social contact, and mm-hmm. maybe similar to what we were discussing earlier about fitting in physical activity is the danger of uh, a lack of variety throughout the day and monotony and, and, mm. and, and, and trying to um, a, a avoid a sort of monotonous day. So I, I think those are the, the kind of um, key, key dangers, I guess, for, for mental health at this stage. Mm. Yeah, how, how do you see the term? The I think it, the term used is social distancing. Do you think it's the right term? Some people have su- suggested that it's a spatial distancing or mm. or physical distancing. Do you think we have chosen a, in a hurry a wrong term that will give a wrong message mm. to people? Yes, we probably have actually. I mean, I, as I understand it, and as I say, I'm, I'm not the expert on viruses, but. I think we all understand that it's the physical distance that that is what we're encouraging ourselves and others to do. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, okay, does it matter? It might, it might not. But I think, yeah, physical distancing is is really what we should be encouraging, and the social distancing is is probably in the true sense. In other words stay away from people 
socially is probably not what we're saying. We, we're, we're saying that mm. people should be socially connected, but physically a bit more separated. Um, and of course, social connectedness is, is such an important area of mental health. Mm. Yeah. And, and I, I think when you said that, does it matter? I think in the terms we use, they always matter on, on some extent. Do you, do you yes. agree? Yes, yes, of course, because otherwise things get completely misconstrued and uh, people do the wrong things. Um, I would, uh, uh, the optimist in me says that people, I think, understand that social distancing means keep that one and a half to two meters apart um, mm. to prevent or to reduce the chance of uh, of infection. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a good point you raise, and I I do agree with you. It's probably not the best uh, best way we could have explained it. Mm. And and yeah, it's maybe maybe one and a half two meters that you should keep the distance. And mm. I think there's less risk being out outside. You don't have mm. as many surfaces that you touch. So maybe mm. this is time to meet people outdoors, mm. keeping the distance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that that's absolutely right. Yes. Yeah, and and if we go to if we think the situation in some countries which are worst affected at the moment, I think Italy, Spain, France, that they actually have, to my understanding, they have a lockdown that people need to stay at home. You are not even allowed to go for a walk. You can go to buy groceries, but you are not allowed to go to walk. And in some countries, they are giving even fines if you. If you don't have a reason, how, how do you see the situation? Many many cities are big, probably small apartments. The whole family stuck in the same place. And how how do you see the situation? Mm. Yeah, that's that's that is very challenging. There's no doubt about it, and, and no doubt people listening to this podcast will have seen some social media clips of some very well. I was going to say innovative. Actually, they're not really that innovative but they're rather heartening clips of how people in apartment blocks have um, tried to create something a little bit more positive like uh, mass exercise sessions led by somebody you know 50 meters away on another rooftop or something uh, mm. and and another one was um, you know where they were playing uh, like a like a tennis or, or badminton Uh, back and forth across balconies and <laughs> so <laughs> and, and somebody actually even put oil onto the floor of the kitchen so they could slide like being on a treadmill uh, is a quite innovative i mean I'm not, i'm not sure i don't want to do 20 minutes of sliding but uh you know they're they're trying to think of ways of of really uh, uh being physically active yes but also being socially a bit more uh a bit more connected Um, but yeah, th these are definitely uh, challenges, and and that's why I think the whole physical activity thing um, might be something that we we need to think much more seriously about because of the mental health um, benefits. Now, if you if you'd like me just to expand on that, um, I I think there are two two directions here. One is when we're cooped up in the house for long periods of time, we're in danger of being far too sedentary. Mm. So basically we sit and, and uh, lie around. Uh, we might binge watch uh, videos and TV and, and, and things like that. And, and whilst I would be the first to say, look, please enjoy a good film, 
at the end of the day, um, that's fine. I don't think binge watching is really a good idea in these circumstances. And we need to be breaking up our uh, high levels of, of sedentary behavior. And we've already said on this podcast that staying in the house tends to increase your levels of sedentary behavior. So mm. I, I think, first of all, sedentary behavior needs to be looked at very clearly uh, because although the evidence on sedentary behavior mental health is, is nowhere near as developed as it is for physical activity, which we'll talk about shortly, there mm. is some evidence that, you know, sitting around for long periods of time is not really that good for your mental health. So I, I, I think uh, that's one area that people might want, want to, to, to think about. Um, yes, of course, they're going to sit down and they're going to enjoy uh, a film or, or, or lie back and listen to some music on some headphones. That's great. Mm. But it, it needs to be done in moderation and needs to be broken up. That's that's the main thing. And, and not to binge uh, seems to be the flavor of the month uh, these days. Yeah. And, and if we continue with these countries on a lockdown, so probably you can break up sedentary behavior quite easily as you would do it in any places if you have the will, if you have the routine. But doing mm. actually... Uh, exercise or cardio training that your heart rate would go up is actually really challenging, especially if it's a small, small apartment and many people there. So do you have any, any tips for them? How can they get like Arabic exercise? And I think that's, that's also really important for mm. mental health. Mm. Mm. Yeah, no, that that that's absolutely right. And if they are in a small apartment and there there are several people in there, it, it might be challenging. But if you go back to simple things like dance routines or, or uh, some variation on circuit training, um, you know, you can you can get some quite vigorous exercise in, hopefully in a relatively pleasurable way. Uh, I, I saw another YouTube video of this. Um, person in, in in their apartment doing a whole range of exercises with <laughs> wait for it with toilet rolls mm. <laughs> you yeah. know there's been a there's been a huge uh, uh you know mass panic buying of toilet rolls and, and so she did this i think out of a bit of amusing uh in an amusing way and but she had all these different exercises where toilet rolls were involved and they were great exercises they were quite demanding exercises if you did what she did you would definitely be um quite uh you know quite stressed out fitness wise and in in a positive way so um there will be things to do and i think again going back to the technology there's lots of stuff online there's lots of stuff you you, you can watch and, and check out and, and one hopes that they can make sensible decisions as to which ones are suitable for them yeah i i think i need to find time to watch more youtube as, as yeah. the best ideas are probably there yeah. And, yeah, and just and, on that one, Ollie, I mean, this is where, you know, some people are going to say, hang on a minute, didn't you just tell me I shouldn't be watching too much TV or something? Well, yes, but we're using YouTube as a positive way of getting some exercise. And, um, you know, it may seem a little ironic that we're using what appears to be a, a tech, technology, which often is sedentary to, to get you to be active, but they can work in your favor. Mm, yeah, technology is just a platform. It depends what yeah. you 
what you use it for. This podcast is sponsored by Fibian, a research device that has been shown to be valid in tracking sitting, standing, physical activity and energy expenditure. Furthermore, Fibian has been shown to be valid categorizing physical activity into light, moderate and vigorous intensity. In addition to scientific accuracy, Fibian provides automatically produced and easy-to-understand reports for research participants. Get scientific validation and learn more about Fibian at fibian.com research. And still, still, if you continue with this kind of, especially these worst uh, affected areas, that how do you see the mental health, probably all the medical resources are now used to treat the patients of coronavirus so probably there's no medical counseling if you develop mental problems probably you are not prescribed you don't get the meeting with the doctor so uh, how critically you see this uh, situation from mental health point yes i think if people are struggling to get uh, consultations uh, although you know, at least in Australia at the moment, if you want to talk to your GP, um, it will be a telephone consultation. Mm. Um, so I'm not aware at the moment that, that that if you had a mental health issue that you wouldn't be able to get some assistance. But your point is is well taken that obviously health professionals are going to be prioritising the coronavirus but mm. I suspect that there are probably because because the mental health professionals are not necessarily going to be um, working on coronavirus in 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 the medical sense. So, but they are going to be working on the mental health side, and they should still be available. I don't know. I'm I'm perhaps mm. now starting to get outside my um, domain of of expertise, but I, I wouldn't be too um, too concerned at this stage. One, one thing I would say is that. Um, Again, going back to physical activity, we know that physical activity can be highly beneficial um, for, for nearly everybody for, for mental health, and, and therefore, you know, it comes back to trying to get into those routines and, and, and activities in the house. Mm, yeah, and and if we go a little back, you you mentioned that the breaking up the monotony and in the house in the in the daily rhythms. How, how do you what what's your advice is breaking up the monotony yeah so you know during a normal during normal times before we had the coronavirus what what would we have done to either entertain ourselves or entertain our families or do things that we enjoy in our spare time well we would have done some hobbies we might have okay we might have also gone outside in in, in some situations that we can no longer do uh, we might have listened to music. We might have watched a nice TV program. We might have cooked some food together. We would sit down and eat together. So there you go. I've mm. just given you about five activities straight away that that we could mm. do. And I think if we make sure that we are aware of creating those um, uh, those breaks in our routine by doing those different activities. I think we will be mentally much, much better off. So as we're talking now, it's coming into early evening here in Australia. Well, what am I going to do for the rest of the evening? If, for example, I was banned from going outside, well, Mm -hmm. I might have a hobby I can do. I'm going to read my book. There might be um, 
something I can watch on the TV. I'm going to do some cooking, four activities straight away that um, mm. might get get us into a nice, um, you know, breaks in, in, in monotony. And uh, I, I guess it, it's similar, you know, to people in retirement. What what do people do in retirement? And a lot of people say that they try that, that they get very busy in retirement. And they often wonder how they mm. ever had the time to work. And and they do this because they have created lots of things to do. Of course, some of these things they can't do so readily right now. But generally speaking, they have their hobbies, they have their garden, they have their cooking, they have their uh, uh, you know sports club, which, as you say, you can't do right now. Those are the kind mm. of activities I'm, I'm thinking of. Yeah. yeah. And how do you see now the the elderly and the risk groups at in many countries they have been asked to self-isolate they mm. cannot see anymore their grandchildren they cannot help with those uh, it's it's different maybe many of them are not used to using the new technology i'm not sure about mm. that some of them are very very good using it how do you mm. see is there going to be a loneliness epidemic for the elderly or what's what's happening mm. Yes, I think that is a risk. And I agree that while some of those people, and maybe maybe actually a reasonably large number, will be able to use the technology, uh, there'll be a, a sizable number who who won't or, or will have, have difficulties. And if we were able, you know, to kind of catch 22 here, if we were able to show them how to do that rather better, as I say, it may be difficult because they're self-isolating, but that would be nice if we could do that because the technology can break that social isolation. But I think, yes, we have a bit of a problem here and, um, you know, we need to find uh, other ways of, um, doing it. A telephone of course is perhaps the simplest and, um, regularly checking regularly making sure that people have, uh, this social connectedness. Uh, I saw something recently where somebody put uh, a note through somebody's door and said, "Look, if you if you need me, this is my number. Um, if you want any groceries picked up, et cetera, et cetera." But I think this is mm-hmm. a genuine a genuine problem, and and certainly grandparents not seeing grandchildren uh, if they live close by is uh, something they're going to have to adapt to. But it it might be painful. Yeah. Mm. And I, I think it's good to stress that this is probably a really good time to help. Help mm. your neighbors if they are in the risk groups. They they mm. probably are allowed to go to buy the groceries, but I think mm. it's not a good idea to go mm. if you can avoid that. That you do mm. the shopping, you leave it on the door, mm. and and please, <laughs> I'm encouraging to help help the mm. other the, mm. the risk groups. Yeah, and I, and I know it sounds sort of a bit trite that we we we, we would come back to exercise and physical activity, but. You know, older people also get a lot of benefit from from this, and if they can encourage, maybe there are two of them. There's a couple in in the in their apartment or in their house, but they they are physically isolated for for medical mm. reasons. Hopefully, they can still do do something, and they are encouraged by their um, uh, their family to by the through the telephone maybe maybe to do something and maybe that might break up the uh, social isolation mm. yeah and if we go from elderly to children there are, there are more than 850 million people in in kind of a new situation or it's a 
early summer holiday for them. Mm, how do you see children in this case? Mm. Yeah, I mean, it is different, of course, from older adults who might be suffering social isolation and anxiety and and uh, and so you know in different stage of their life i i think for the children they're going to find it difficult um not to do certain things that they really want to do not to see some of their friends if that's the case um mm. not to be able to go out and do things that they would otherwise do And, uh, and and of course it, it it then backfires a bit on the parents who then get stressed because um, you know we all need space and 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 if kids are around the parents the whole time the parents get a bit stressed and the kids get stressed so um, you know again I think the same principles probably apply like getting routines and getting things to break break it up finding a hobby let's get stuck into something that we enjoy uh, not binge watching um you know 10 uh, dvds in a row but maybe watch mm. one and then go and do something else and, and and so on so yes they'll be different of course but i think some underlying principles stay the same in terms of the um the psychology of of um finding uh, better routines and and uh, a better way of uh, existing while we have these special circumstances Yeah, and I have seen some some people writing in social media tips when they are doing distance work, when the kids are at home, that they have, for example, they make a daily schedule that uh, that you you have certain activities. They make kind of different points in the house that here you are drawing, here you are playing this, mm-hmm. and so on. And they put the alarm, for example, every forty five minutes, that then the adult will get full attention for example for 15 minutes and then then back to back to work how, how do you see this kind of yeah. planning excellent. of the day is this yeah. e- excellent as long as it's not seen as sort of over planning but I, i think that's really nice that you know people have a routine uh they have variety that that's the other thing yeah we've mentioned that monotony and variety uh, similar concepts and yeah I, i think that's a really excellent idea and i guess for parents working from home Where they want to get work done, but equally they got kids um, in in the house. That <clears throat> that break in the middle where they have a bit of time together uh, would 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 be excellent. And you know, I'll come back to physical activity. They can do stuff together. They can, um, and everybody can can lead. You know, you might have a family of four. You can say, okay, we're going to do five minutes with each person leading something for everybody else, or or put your bit of music on. We'll dance to your music. I mean, some of the parents may hate it, but they'll get on with it, and and then vice versa. So, I'm sure there are ways, but it's still going to be challenging. Yeah, yeah, I I see that. Let's have a short break and hear a few words from our sponsor. My name is uh, Tarja Jövog. I'm associate professor at Oslo Metropolitan University. Currently, I'm using Phibion in a project where we investigate activities of daily life in people with a lower limb amputation. My impression is that Phibion is easy to implement in this project. It's easy to use and it's also simple to upload and analyze the data. And then what you also mentioned is uh, the anxiety from this situation. There's there's changes coming 
pretty much every day and and it's we don't have any idea how long or we have some idea how long this will take probably longer than what the governments are saying but how how do you see the anxiety and stress aspects of this situation yes i think i think there are issues of anxiety in two ways there's one about the physical health and there's one about financial issues both for the economy generally and and maybe for your own personal circumstances your retirement fund your business uh what what whatever mm. and i i think for you know anxiety okay we got to be careful we don't become too prescriptive again but anxiety mm. is is often brought about where people feel um either a lack of uh, of control um and you know in these in these situations some things we maybe can have a little bit of control about and other things we can't have control about at all and mm. i i think we can't really control um uh, some aspects of the wider economy from our own individual point of view And I, I think it's best to focus on things that we can control, and that might be around our physical health and and the the precautions that we take, and ways that we can make our day to day lives a little better. Again, physical activity might be one of them. It's not the only one, and uh, and we do know that physical activity can be a, a nice stress reliever, and it mm. can be done in several different ways. For example. Being physically active in a reasonably vigorous way, moderate to vigorous way, um, at the end of that, you know, a nice shower and, and, and you, you change your clothes and you, you feel you generally feel better for that. You, you feel good, and in the same way, you could do something that involves a bit of exercise followed by some relaxation exercises, uh, like yoga, where you do uh, lie down and you relax at the end of a, a yoga session, and then when that's finished, you shower and change, and you, you feel you do feel better these are the acute or immediate effects of exercise on uh, stress levels um you know this is not going to solve the problems but it makes you feel a little bit better and a little bit more relaxed at least for a period of time so again i think exercise has has some benefits for that mm. and and you said that kind of stick with the things that you can control and try not to worry too much of things that you cannot control i think that's a that's a good idea yeah it is a common adage in sport uh you control what's controllable and and you don't try to control things that are outside of that and easy to say not not always so easy to do but um you know hopefully it puts things in perspective and i've spoken to lots of relatives recently and and quite a few of them are saying look There's not a lot we can do right now. Well, there are things we can do, obviously, to to prevent ourselves from being at risk. But in the bigger scheme of things, we just have to follow the guidelines, get on with it, and hopefully uh, get ourselves through through the other end. And whilst I'm not playing down the seriousness of it, you know, we we, we you know there isn't sometimes so much we we can we can do. We have to just accept a few things and move on. Mm, yeah, I agree, and I I think for me personally, I have felt this like kind of stressful from the point of view that it's really difficult to plan 
ahead. I was in next six months. I was supposed to be be actually living one month in one country and three months in another country, and there was supposed to be a, a short winter holiday. And and I think all of those have been cancelled now. And and also all sport events I was supposed to take part have been cancelled. And and I don't even know where where I will be staying the next months that's that's also and and there might be restrictions even to travel within finland so i think that's that's kind of stressful that you you don't have any you need to look the news every day to know that what you can do next week so Mm -hmm. what's your take on this kind of future Mm -hmm. thinking that we we have difficult Mm -hmm. time of planning to future Yeah, no, that's absolutely right. And some of the examples you've given uh, re- relate to to my situation as well, mainly in terms of travel. Um, and you know, you can get you can get annoyed, you can get angry, and say, "Well, I, you know, I need to travel." Well, no, you don't need to travel necessarily. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's highly desirable. Um, in some cases, you might miss out on something that's very important to you, both from a family or a work point of view. Um, all I can say is, you know, we, we have to see the bigger picture and, um, you know, we, we will hopefully be able to return to some uh, normality in the future. So I, I think, you know, ruminating, uh, having negative thoughts about these things is, uh, is understandable, but, uh, it's something we ought to try to reduce and we should think in the here and now. Uh, and try and get on with our day-to-day lives the best we can, uh, and and that might be helpful, I think. Mm. And how, how do you see? Like many people have usually, or some people have goals. They have, for example, a marathon coming up or some kind of event, and I think those are probably cancelled for for several months. So, kind of the goals of exercise might have vanished. Uh, how, how do you see this affecting? Exercise that's a good routines, point for example yeah that's a good point and and those runs like marathons half marathons uh, triathlons or whatever are very good uh, goals for people to increase their physical activity so those have now been cancelled um it, it's the simple uh, matter of trying to refocus your goals that may not be quite as motivating um to set yourself a goal of you know regular exercise in the house as opposed to your marathon but uh mm-hmm. the principle is still there that you should reset your goals and this is common in goal setting anyway whether we reach mm-hmm. a goal we then reset it or whether we fail to reach it and we reset it and i i think that's uh, something we should we should definitely look um you know look towards and and one of the goals might be to say well let's let's learn some new exercises let let's let me try and try and do something new Um, you know, you might say, well, I'm going to learn Tai Chi uh, or I'm, I'm going to uh, do these um, body weight exercises that um, I've never really enjoyed in the past. Let's see if I can get into them. And or I'm going to learn some dancing, uh, which I can do in the house. So there are always different goals. They may not be quite what you desire, but uh, I'm sure we could adapt them. Mm, I think it's a good point. You kind of said that learning new exercises, but kind of learning skills motor skills uh in a way and i i think exercise might be limited in future thinking that that maybe you have a goal of weight management but 
it's it's not very long lived or <laughs> you either achieve or not but it's not really motivating and especially for younger people preventing a disease in 30 years is probably not not the best goal setting so how do you see the goal setting between this kind of skill learning and and then exercise in a in a more classic way yeah, you're absolutely right i think uh, exercise for disease prevention is of course appropriate but it's not day-to-day motivating for a lot of people i may well have said on a previous podcast that uh, many many years ago we said that uh, people exercise initially for reasons of health but they will continue the exercise for reasons of enjoyment and well-being and i think that still holds true so i i think um the goals okay so if we come back to the current situation i think the goals of our exercise should be um, and they probably should be anyway, but, but the goals of our exercise should be, um, to enjoy and to get some satisfaction and to, uh, get some feelings of well-being out of our exercise and not just because it's good for us in, in the medical sense. Um, mm. now of course it will be good for us in the medical sense. That's great. But I think we need to focus more on feelings of well-being, enjoyment, satisfaction, and uh, all those kind of things uh, as a reinforcing uh, mechanism for our for our physical activity. I, I really do believe that. Mm, yeah, I I agree. And then if we go a little bit different, like uh, how do you see see for example this situation for academics? They their work is usually quite independent. Do you see what kind of challenges you see in this situation now for the academics? Yes, they they will. Um, so first of all, the issues that we've spoken about in terms of working from home and working more remotely, working through electronic forms of communication, they will apply very clearly to uh, to, to, to academics. I'm involved with uh, uh, meetings where our university are discussing and implementing all of this right now, and and you could argue that academics are quite well placed to. Um, modify their work, but still continue with it. The obvious one being online teaching. Um, mm. Of course, it's not easy to suddenly take a, a face-to-face uh, teaching course and, and make it online in, in a week. Uh, these things are not easy, but the principle is there that we can do most of our tasks um, o- o- online. And, and then you've got this, the, the typical situation that we've spoken about. If they're working from home, they've got to have a routine and, and so on and so forth. And they've got to be physically active and, and eat well and, 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 uh, take proper rest periods and so on. So I, I think they're almost the classic working from home, uh, environment where they, they need to just be cognizant of all the different, uh, you know, issues that we spoke about earlier, I think. But they're well placed mm. to do all this. They're very well placed. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's it's been very very interesting points. Is there any any other teams you would like to bring to this discussion? Well, the only thing I would say is that obviously uh, the physical activity and mental health area is is, is very broad. We've, we've spoken quite a bit about anxiety. There might even be some depression issues, but um, the, these are all similar in the sense that physical activity should help. 
mm. the, these these conditions. And we should see physical activity probably in two ways. One is what we call the acute effects or the immediate effects of exercise, where at the end of a uh, a dance routine that you've done with your kids and family, you just feel good. Um, and and whether it has a long term effect, it, it's not really what you're you're thinking about. You just ha- feel good in that moment, and, and that's great. Uh, the other one is the more physical activity you do over time, over weeks and months, then uh, that's what we call the chronic or long term effects of physical activity, mm. and that that should um, keep your depression levels down, your anxiety levels down, boost your self esteem, and even boost your your uh, mind. Uh, and cognitive uh, functions. So, um, yeah, it's worth bearing in mind that uh, physical activity is hugely important in in, in mental health, and uh, there are lots of different ways that that we can do it, and people should be able to pick and choose and find the way that's most satisfying to them. Mm. And and I think it might seem that the physical activity is is quite a minor thing in a scope of of things things in the world but i think like you said it's a it's a very important stress reliever and also health in the long run this will probably last for for several months so if people are very sedentary and don't do anything it might cause mental health problems and other other chronic conditions yes i actually saw something on social media today where somebody says well it's all well and good uh, about promoting physical activity in in the current situation but you know, surely we, we we should be focusing on on more important things. And I understand where they're coming from. And I think there's a bit of irritation amongst the physical activity field that a lot of people are trying to jump on this bandwagon and and maybe even make money out of uh, videos or, or or exercise sessions done online or advice and so on. Although there's a lot of material out there that that is you don't have to pay for, and it's just good. Um, good material that encourages people to be physically active in, in the current situation. Um, mm. But I actually think it, it's not a trivial issue, as you suggested. I think it's extremely important. Life goes on, even though we're in uh, difficult and, and changing circumstances. I mean, can you imagine what, that we would recommend that people just sit at home all day and do nothing? Well, of course not. We, we would always be recommending you know a bit of variety and a bit of um social discussion um you know different hobbies and different physical activities and, and physical activity is good for the immune system it's not going to cure coronavirus but you want mm. people in reasonable physical shape both um you know physically and mentally so uh, it may sound trivial but it's certainly not in in my opinion i think it's a really really important issue for lots of different reasons given our current situation mm. and and you said about like uh, people getting irritated that somebody is trying to make money out of the situation i think there's a big distinct distinction that are you trying to make money or keep your livelihood uh, there will uh, be yeah. a big economic yeah. crisis so Actually, yeah. it's good if people try to promote, for example, exercise yeah. through an app and and make money in a way, actually keep yeah. the economy in better shape and maybe keep their job or livelihood. So I think... Yeah, that's a very good point, Ollie. And in fact, I, I, yes, I, I wouldn't like my earlier comments to be misconstrued. Totally agree what you just said. If 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 um, somebody said to me, look, you know, my, my business in personal training is just... Uh, 
you know, sinking fast, but I, I, I've got this app now that you can buy, I'd be very tempted to support it. So, um, mm. yeah, yeah, it's a really great point that you made. Thank you. Thanks yeah. for making it. Yeah, and I, I think like for us, it's what we can do is is keep the social distancing that we don't spread the disease or is it physical distancing? Mm. But then we are not medical personals who can actually help mm. in the hospital. Mm. So we need to keep keep going with, with the things we it's mm. it's do. Yeah. 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 Totally agree. Uh 100%. Yeah. So thank you a lot for taking time. It was a really interesting discussions and I think there's really good good tips for people to find routines to stay active in these these difficult and challenging and changing times. Uh, would you like to add something as a, as the last things? No, just thanks again. Um, I, I've uh, enjoyed the discussion. Yeah, we're in difficult times. Good luck to everybody, and uh, stay active. And uh, we'll 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 get there hopefully. So thanks for the opportunity, Ollie. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, fully my pleasure. Thank you. This podcast is sponsored by Fibian. Get scientific validation and learn more about Fibian at fibian.com/research. The Physical Activity Researcher podcast has created an activity tracker purchase guide for researchers. Get your free copy from the link in the podcast description. Thank you for listening to the Physical Activity Researcher podcast.